0: It's JT, and I'm excited because I've just booked my flights and I'm coming to a city near you. I will be in Poland and Germany in July. Then I'll be in the UK and Scotland in August. Then I'll be making the trip over to the United States and Canada for September. If you would like a Bulletproof for BJJ seminar, contact us. Email jt at bulletproofforbjj.com and book your seminar today. Two, the Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT. I am Joey. Fantastic. I love when he does it the way I do it. It sounds better. Um, guys, we are talking. Big one. It's big. This is, this is a, a, a matter of contention and great expression. So expect this to go for a little while. The top five martial arts movies of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. All time. Crowd goes wild. The films that catapulted us into the martial arts world that we're in. Yeah. Really pivotal. Formative. Yeah. It informs you. And for some of you out there, you know, you might have come to the BJJ path through a different martial art and so there may have been some films you watched that got you kind of on track which have then resulted in you now doing BJJ. And You might not have even watched any martial arts films. Maybe not. Right. I I know of a couple people who I'm imagining probably never did. Cool, but I do know that the vast majority, and I, and the vast majority of people I know, and I'm like, it's pretty like leaning towards dudes. Yeah, yeah, definitely guys. Fucking had a strong upbringing in a lot of these films. Yeah, and it was the time. That's not the exclusion of the ladies; just no. a lot of guys. I know that's talking about these martial arts films. Yeah, and I mean, but it's an era as well. Yeah, because like 80s, 80s, early 90s. Yeah, there was a lot of action and martial arts films. Because that's what was popping. You know, that was really popular. And uh, my goodness, shall we? Let's maybe – Dive we, in. We should dive in. Let's start at number five and work our way up to oh, – I actually haven't ranked in order of um, – Pathetic. Oh, you oh, didn't oh, tell me that, bro. On you on said man. top five. Yeah. You didn't so you say just, fucking ranked one to five. You can't, you can't rank them? Shit. Well, all right. Well, don't, don't, okay. Sorry. Sorry, Joe. We should have pre-discussed it. Could, I could rank them now. All right. Do it. It's you not, it ramble on. I've got mine. So I guess for you guys, you know, I started as a pretty sheltered childhood. I didn't get to watch action movies much. But I was just saying to our boy, Julian, my earliest recollection is actually one of my earliest recollections of any movie. I was five years old. I wandered out of bed. My dad's up late watching SBS or whatever, which is a public broadcasting thing here in Australia back in the day. And he was watching Enter the Dragon. (sighs) And so I wandered in. Five years old, I don't know what's up. He probably should have put me back to bed like a responsible adult, but he didn't. And so he let me sit on the couch and watch Enter the Dragon with him. Oh. So when I watched Enter the Dragon when I was like 12, I remember the scene where Bruce has the slices on his cheeks and yep. his chest um, from Han. And I was like, I know Oh, this. shit, I, Mr. I'm, Han. Man. man. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I know this. And it flashed me back. I'm like, wow. I actually saw this film when I was quite a young kid and Bruce Lee has had a huge impact on my life. So I'm, I'm going to start at number one and say Enter the Dragon is my number one martial arts film of all time. Oh, man, it's such a good movie. It's so epic. I, and, and I didn't put it on my list because I knew you, I knew you yeah. picked a Bruce. And so part of this was like like Ooh, we're conflict. talking about. We're like, man, any you've you got to cull. Like yes. You can't have all the movies. It's only five. Yeah. So there's a lot that gets excluded. And I was trying to look at it like – what are the ones that that you know kind of exemplify, say, martial arts? I Can't believe you didn't put it, Joe. What are the ones that were so you know pivotal Cuffs. for me? But then also so like out. far out. They, what is a film that you just Joe and Bruce have the same birthday? Joe wears Bro, the socks. I know. God. Well, he was. I was born two days after him. Uh. Ah. and you know many years, but <laughs> the date is two days later. <laughs> um, Enter the Dragon. I think it has to be like one of the most. I don't know, almost complete martial arts movies. It's pretty epic. In terms of revenge, like, yeah, his sister, the bad guy, the like Shaolin the, Temple, the the bad guy that he, the the one that kills his sister, or the one that drives his sister to oh, kill he, himself. He was a karate world champion. Yeah, that is that that American guy, or yeah. maybe he's a Brit? I don't know where he's from. He doesn't talk. Yes, but he's real savage, like you know. And then bolo's Bolo, in it, yeah. crazy. Fucking hell! It was pretty epic, Bro, unbelievable. The scene on the boat, we could take this boat the art of fighting without he, fighting yeah he puts him in the boat and hangs him off the back yeah he's actually australian that guy is he yeah holy shit i don't you know that one of the only australian because i'm a i'm a nerd <laughs> one of the only australians in the film oh he's australian new zealander he happens to be one of the biggest jerks unfortunately oh wow yeah he's like beaten up on the like young crew on the boat yeah that's then, right and then just like yeah that island over there. Yeah. And then he just hangs him out the back of the boat. Yeah. It's awesome. So there's a, there's someone I follow on Instagram and they're always posting videos of like street fights. Yeah. And they always just comment the art of fighting without of fighting. fighting. <laughs> and it's usually like two people, like guys or girls, like, yeah, like flexing and like swinging, but no one touching, <laughs> And then they just end up walking away from each other. Yeah, oh wow. <laughs> but like Jim, Jim Kelly was the uh, African-American Karate Doe type guy. He was super legit. Yeah. I think he was also a karate world champion. Yeah, right. You know, there's a lot of legit martial artists in that film. And Bruce Lee does a whole – he actually does an armbar on Sammo Hung at the start of the film. He's training at the Shaolin oh, Temple. Of course, with and the, the little l- MMA gloves. Yeah, the long-haired guy he's fighting is Sammo Hung. Yeah. Who's also like a, you know, pretty instrumental in in, in kung fu martial arts at that time in Chinese the Chinese kung fu cinema. Yeah. And so Bruce does a like a scissors takedown – and armbars him. Of course. Dude, it's just like – That's so ahead of its time. It's crazy how much ahead of its time is. And if we think about Bruce's contribution, this all styles being one style, you know, the forefather of MMA in that consideration. Absolutely. Back in the 1970s. Bro, my top pick? Please. Bloodsport. Oh, we both have that in common. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, like one thing when I look at Enter the Dragon and I think the same thing with Bloodsport – like with Enter the Dragon, it was that quintessential like story where it's like, hey, there's an island and it's run by this guy that's super powerful. And on this island, like there's a bunch of fighters and they're getting after it, and you're like, Oh, what? Like I've got to see this <laughs> island. Exciting. Imagine if that actually existed. Yeah. And so then Bloodsport, they're like hey, there's this competition. It only comes around every four years. It's in Hong Kong and it's run by this under, like, secret Chinese society and mm. they fight to the death. And you're like, oh, my God, God. is this for real? <laughs> and you're like, it's for real. And yeah. you're watching as a kid, you're like, dude, this is 100% real. Frank Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. Man. Bruh. Amazing. Um, blood, and Bloodsport, To what, like, what really sealed the deal for me there with, with it being number one was that because it was a, an invite-only competition with all of the best fighters from across the globe – it had this like all the different styles of, of yes. combat were, you know, at least at that time they were represented – so you had like the, the, little, the little black kung fu guy that jumps up crazy, in the trees like a monkey. monkey. Yeah. yeah, he's like cracking coconuts and shit on the tree branch. Yeah. Then you got Jackson, Ray Jackson, yep. and he's just like the Tank Abbott. Just smashing. Yeah, like Harley Davidson you know, singlet and just like smashing bricks and whatever. Yep. Then you got Van Damme who's fucking got all the skills. Karate as. Got Bolo again. He's in there and he was a super mean bad guy. Such a bad guy. Yeah. You're next. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then the pet flex. Oh, dude. Biggest that, pecs in the history of martial arts. Amazing <laughs> pecs on that guy. <laughs> Incredible. Know, this fucking guy, camera angle was always low. Low on? Yeah. So you just sit up. Yeah. <laughs> Full Matty, of course. i got to give a shout out to um, a podcast. A friend of mine runs a podcast. I listened – I haven't listened to it for a little while, but I fucking binged this podcast hard at times. Yes. It's called the Double Impact Podcast. Amazing. And they do uh, – it's Greg and I think his partner on the show is Tristan. Yes. And they do reviews of films from their childhood – and essentially try to analyze if the film still holds up. Right. But they had on their show, and I encourage any martial artist, anyone listening that's like, oh, Bloodsport, that's my fucking jam. They had an interview with Frank Dukes. Ah, yes. They got Frank Dukes on the show and he told his story about his martial arts journey and Bloodsport and whatnot. Wow. Yeah. He's been a very controversial character in the martial arts realm. How interesting. A lot of what he says is not necessarily verified. Oh. You can be the judge for yourself. Controversial. Yeah, so people should go give that a listen. Check that out, man. I, and, and Greg, I am um, you know, hope he hears this because Greg's listened to it. He's a, he's a white belt, transjits. Shout out to Greg with his, uh, with his kid. Awesome. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, amazing show. Check it out. But, yeah, Frank Duke's a fucking colourful guy, which for those who don't know, Van Dam plays the character of, of Frank, Frank Duke's. In the in Bloodsport, yeah, and look for me, Bloodsport, the classic scene. There's two that stick out in my mind, which is Van Dam. Well, the montage of right. Van Dam training up to you know, and anyway, if you've never seen Bloodsport, get is educated. it? It's the montage of him, but also all of the fighters training up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so many, but you know, him being in the splits between the trees and like popping up. Well, between the trees, that's kickboxer. No, but he does – He I does believe, splits in the hotel room? No, 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 but I believe he does it – he pulls his legs and he breaks the trees. I think they do that and I'm pretty sure it's Bloodsport too because he's wearing the kimono. Like he's wearing an outfit. I think they might – the producer for Bloodsport is probably the same as Kickbox. They're like, no, we need a fucking – We need to do it again. Scene, we, need, yeah. we need him between two trees and he needs to break. We them. shot this on the last one. We'll just chop that in. Mate, people love it. <laughs> Van Damme, trees, splits, to the win. But, you know, the whole training mon- montage is like – Ultimate. Amazing. Yeah. And then also – It's like it, – montage was like the original Instagram reels. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just 15 seconds of glory. Yeah. How to go from not in shape to world champion in no time. Yeah. But then the, the, the jumping, spinning – like he's basically doing a jumping uh, like – Side split. Spinning kick, but he does it as like a middle split. Yeah. It's spectacular. Yeah. And he's blinded. Yeah. I remember when me and my, my brother and I noticed that, that we were like, oh, my God, do you see what he's back – because you're just focusing on the head kick. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, my God, he's actually doing the splits well, mid-air. In the air. Yeah. Bro. Fuck, oh, so powerful. Incredible. So Bloodsport was my number two, so we can kind of skip on. Okay. You want to now, give me number three? Now for one that's not so popular with Joey. No retreat, no surrender. Oh, bro, hurts, Dude. Van Damme's first movie and he's a villain. I fucking couldn't handle it. He's Dude. a bad guy. Yeah. But he's actually- he's my hero. I don't want to see him as the bad guy. He's a good bad guy. Like he does it well because- Is he, was he, is he Russian? Is that what he is? Yes, is he, he's yeah. Russian. And he does a great scene where – because they're doing – it's full contact karate and they're going around hijacking very successful karate schools. They basically Gracie storm the school, (laughs) Gracie challenge. They bring Van Damme in to beat the hell out of all the top instructors and then say, you should come to our schools. Your school is terrible. And they come and there's this kid called Jason who kind of does karate. He's not very good and his dad is the master. And they come in and they hijack his school. So they have to move to Seattle. His hero is Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is buried in Seattle. That's his resting place, right? And so, you know, he kind of – it's terrible. It's a terrible film, people, but I love it in a terrible way. He kind of says a prayer to kind of Bruce and this vision of – it's very blurry. It's a bad Bruce Lee impersonator with the light shining so you can't actually see got the big it. glasses, doesn't he? Yeah, it's kind yeah. of – it's a bad kind of – Bruce Lee impersonate a person. Yeah. Like, we just need a Chinese guy. He looks Asian enough. Yeah. It's, it's we so got this bad. dude from Korea. Perfect. <laughs> it's so <laughs> bad. But then the great thing is he's got this mad sidekick the the guy Jason makes friends with this like slim African-American guy who can break dance. Yeah. Who's hilarious. Who's always cracking little jokes and little shit. Little jokes. He's just the Classic clown. side character. Yeah, so good. And he's always just there just like drinking a beer while Jason's training super hard or eating an ice cream or, you know, he's on his BMX and Jason's running past him really fast. And, uh, yeah, it's dope. I Actually, it's quite a terrible movie. It's cheesy on a lot of levels. But I saw it when I was quite young and I was like, oh, I love that. I don't know. It just spoke to me as a child. I mean, I can dig it. Most, you know, a lot of these films we're mentioning are cheesy, right? But it's really at the time you're like, oh my God, like Bruce Lee comes to him in his dream, in his sleep, and teaches him, him how to fight. It makes him better. Maybe I could. That's the whole thing. You're like, me. you're like, that could be me. Yeah. Like if I just think more about this, that could happen. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just like one of those things, you know. Uh, I mean, they got Paw Patrol now. <laughs> <laughs> but if i have anything to do with it you'll see you'll see guys my uh bjj and mma martial arts animation for children will be coming very soon <laughs> yes it has got a name oh Ad- adventures of jugo bro Fuck. trust me you're going to find out all about it when it comes number uh, two number two pick for me and this is a controversial one because people oh. will people will you know but isn't it hard to kill Steven Seagal. Oh, wow. Steven not, Seagal. I did not see that coming. Perhaps the most out of shape of all martial artists. <laughs> yes. Perhaps the greatest bullshitter of all martial artists, maybe. You know, like if you if greatest you hairline. Greatest fucking hairline greatest running style. <laughs> you have seen him run? He runs like um there's you can look at montages on YouTube uh like running montages and he just He's got the worst fucking running gait you've ever seen. Actually, I'm gonna, kind of He kind of runs with I'm, his arms flailing out to the side like that. I'm going to counter that and actually say... Um, who played Ivan Drago? Dolph. Dolph Lundgren has the worst running style of all time. He made the worst film of all time called Pentathlon. I've got to see this shit. I'll find a link and we'll post it yeah. on our Instagram. <laughs> Definitely up there to rival Seagal for worst running style. Continue. Amazing. So, so back then... I just thought, how old were <laughs> you? Fuck is, uh, I don't know. What are we talking? We're talking late eighties there, and I get—I didn't see them, you know—I didn't see them when they came out, but I'm guessing like Hard to Kill is like mid to late eighties. Yeah. So I probably saw that stuff when I was like, I don't know, ten, twelve. Yeah. So maybe we're talking like ninety-five, sure, 93, 95. I was born in eighty-three for reference, you know. And so I had an older brother and an older sister, and so JT and I were talking about before, like school holidays and stuff. You go to the video shop. Get all of these. Spend ten bucks and they'd have these deals like get ten videos for ten dollars or yeah. whatever. It's holidays. We're getting the same ten deep videos again. Like yeah. you know how many I don't know how many times I rented some of these films. Yes. Which for our younger listeners, they just won't fucking get it. They can't like, relate. Uh, yeah. It was wild west back then, guys. Well, look, think this guys. The amount of time you spend on Netflix trying to find a show you want to watch, we would have spent at least double or triple that time in the video store walking around oh how about this one well, that was part of it wasn't yeah, it the process of finding and compiling the videos you're going to watch being in the video store on a friday night was Hit. exhilarating it was pumping just chilling like yo oh. what's on new release yeah yeah they got a bit of a deal two for one yeah bro it's mad so steven seagal was like he wasn't like jacked. no he just had he had the aikido thing and it's oh, like yeah. what's aikido and it's like Man, pressure points and shit, they just touch you and you die. Whoa. And he's ripping people's voice boxes out with his fucking bare hands. Amazing. And so you're like, how can I not love this guy, you know? Yeah. Hard to kill. I I referenced this on one of our previous episodes. He gets taken out. He uncovers this corrupt police slash politician ring that's going on and he fucking makes waves and he raises the red flag and starts to to make things happen. The political guy, Senator Calabresi, I believe, (laughs) puts a hit squad out on – uh Seagal, and they kill his family. They murder in cold blood Ooh, his wife and children. Jesus. And they make an attempt on him too, but he survives. Of course. And he manages to rehab himself. Well he gets helped, I believe it's Kelly LeBrock. It's yes. a super hot nurse character. How convenient. Yeah, I mean she just happened to be a nurse at the time. They ended up in a romantic relationship in the film. I don't Incredible. know if anything happened. Yeah, wild, right? But um there's a scene where like she's rehabbed him a bit and he's like getting back into shit, but he's like kneeling, he's got incense, he's like meditating and she's like martial artist, right? Like, wow. you know, that that yeah. whole shit that we do. Very, very martial artsy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then, and then next thing, he's taking these little needles and you're like, what the fuck is this? And he's putting these needles into his own shoulder. Wow. And you're like, what the Wait, fuck, fuck is that? And so I'm like, man, that's, that's Chinese shit, that's acupuncture. you That's like, crazy. Oh, I never heard of that. Oh. and he's like doing acupuncture on himself which at the time blew me away revolutionary you know the other part about steven cigar that that makes him get into my top two was that his films were extremely violent yes they were not like they were mostly they were mostly probably r-rated yes so as a 10 12 year old it was like extra juicy because amazing there's more blood the the violence was and know had a bit more of an edge to it yes um, versus like the Van Damme, even Bruce Lee films where it was slightly more M-rated, like less in, slightly less intense. Yeah, well, I guess it's still pretty d- fucked up. Definitely, definitely. Well, I guess you've got to say that's like more of like a – it is a martial arts movie but it also leads itself towards action movie too. You know, like if we're talking yeah. American cinema versus Hong Kong cinema. Yes. Which was a bit, a bit different at that time product of the 70s and the 80s, you know, as it changes. Oh, absolutely. You know. But still I think the thing there is that it's like, hey, this guy's trained in this mystical Eastern martial art. And yes. you're like, holy shit, you know, like that was the, that was the thread. Yeah, of course. No, you know? I'm with you. I'm with you. Take me to uh, what do you got next? Well, see, here's the thing. I'm already on like number four and you're like belly touch number three. But that's okay because we have one of them in common. I'm going to say Drunken Master 2. Ooh. Drunken Master 1, Drunken Master 2. If you're in the Jackie Chan, uh, which you should be, but if you're not, get educated. Uh, look, he's done a lot of great films. There's a bunch of movies. You know, I, I got obsessed with Jackie Chan when I was about 13, 14. I read his autobiography and I was like, whoa, this guy's a phenom. And I just watched everything by him. But the reason why I love that is he, Drunken Kung Fu is something he made up. A lot of people don't know that. Did he? Yeah. And people would always come up to him and be like, hey, Jackie, let me show you my my drunken kung fu. And he was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he just, it's like, you know, and he he is a legit martial artist, you know, a product of the Chinese opera system. Like he went to opera school as a kid and just relentless training, crazy, crazy training from a young age. Correct from he and Sammo Hung and... And Yuan Biao... Yeah, came through, was it the Beijing School of Performing Arts, was it? That's right. Which was like super hardcore. Last generation to do that. They closed it after that. Ah, Okay. But those guys went on to be the formative uh, cinema for Hong Kong cinema and world cinema thereafter. Right. Because they were taught to do gymnastics. They were taught weapons. They were taught breakfalls. Kung fu, every style of kung fu. Probably some acrobatics. They had to dance. Yeah. Yeah, they even had to do the full makeup. Everything. It's crazy. They were only allowed to sleep five hours a night. They trained till like 11 o'clock at night. They went to bed and they got up at 5 a.m. and they trained all day. Fucking hell. As kids. a young age. I I remember I read a story once that was on the day their class started. So the day they started, they were like, hey, here are your classmates. Yep. The first – task for them they were put into a room with a table and a chair and the instruction was you have to put the chair on the table and someone needs to do a handstand on the chair and no one comes out until it's done whoa yeah and it was like you know no process no no coaching just, just fucking it do it and it was you know it was just like that kind of um i don't know like a bit of a, a baptism of fire you know where yeah. it's like you guys are going to hurt yourselves you're going to fucking head you know you're going to be headbutting the wall whatever, do that, and then at some point they're like, all right, you can go to bed or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's really brutal. But you've got to think that as a stuntman, Jackie Chan was like, oh, you guys are all soft. You can't do a backflip from two stories up with no crash mat? I got that. Let me have it. And did brutally injure himself a lot. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say drunken master is what is cool about it is it's all the different styles. So Jackie has drunken kung fu, but then he finds a guy who's got stool. There's just some kind of you know, long-haired, kind of wispy beard-looking kung fu cat just sitting sitting on the side of the road on a stool. It's like, what's going on with this guy? And the guy's like, I won't let you pass unless we fight. <laughs> and he's got this stool style where he fights you with the stool, which is just an extension of um, – you know how there's a night stick? I don't know what it's called in Japanese or Chinese where it's like you've got a handle and then you've got the longer yeah, part of the stick. like a batten. Yeah, a baton with a handle. There's a full style – In the same way you have Nunchaku. Ah, okay. Of that. Yeah. And this guy's using the stool like that. Him and Jackie are fighting over the stool. (laughs) It's mad. It's, it's, It's so cool because it's innovative. Yeah. I don't think that actually exists as a style. They just made it up for the movie. Sure. And, you know, he's getting his ass kicked and they're in a big furnace. And so he drinks this industrial alcohol. So he can get hammered and then he kicks in with a drunken kung fu. It's mad. Like, you know, I'm whatever. I'm 13 years old just being like, shit, I want to get drunk. You got some alcohol in there. (laughs) Yeah. My my martial arts is going to get way better. (laughs) But it was just incredible because, you know, it was all subtitles and I was just like, whoa, this guy's phenomenal. There's also some really cool training montages in the Jackie Chan films. The boy was in shape uh, in the day. That's a real common thread amongst the, the Hong Kong films, isn't it? That they would like – they would take a prop like the yep. stool you mentioned and turn it into like, hey, we're going to choreograph a scene yep. that's like 10 or 15 minutes where there's dudes just fighting like a savage with that implement. Yes. Which you didn't see – like you didn't see that in like the – you didn't see that Van Damme or Seagal. No, no. But no. like that level of, like you said, innovation but, and like creativity didn't exist yeah. in the, the Western cinema. Dude with three stick or yep. dude with the like rope with the spear tip and yep. stuff like that. And also, it could – and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys probably know. My memory is a little bit blurry. Call in, this. guys. Please let us know. I'm sure you will correct us. It's either Drunken Master 1 or 2. It opens with a sick dragon scene. So it's like dragon games. Two dudes, one guy under the, the mouth of the dragon, the Chinese dragon with the big blinky eyes. Yep. And they have to climb up these posts like uh, poles and at the top they have to capture – this like hanging lantern. That's an opening scene also from Once Upon a Time in China. Right. Same oh, the, same in Drunken the Master. OG. The OG is yeah, okay. from and they fight. The dragons oh, fight sick. each other. So they're they're doing the dragon dance while like trying to balancing come, and fucking knock fighting each, each other over and, and steal the lantern. It's it's so good. I mean, even if you don't love kung fu, you think it's bullshit, these scenes are so athletic and it's just you're like, wow. These guys are next level. I've got to be open. I've never seen it. I've seen a bit of Jackie Chan, and I've most people know Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, that was his, but that was his American. That kind was of- his first big kind of American debut. Yeah, right. Was, was that with did- Chris Rock or some shit? No, no, no. That was um- <laughs> who was the black guy? Chris Tucker. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, that's what I meant. Smokey's out here taking a shit. That's so (laughs) racist. You're the worst. No, you're right. It's true. A famous black actor from around that time. Correct. Uh, Very funny. But Chris Rock was was, next generation. Chris Tuck was the OG. Yeah, and that was Rush Hour. Okay. Which a lot of people Ah, might only know, which wasn't that long after Rumble in the Bronx. But Rumble in the Bronx is still kind of B-grade. Yeah. Like the bad guys are really cheesy. Yeah. You know, the machine guns look really fake. That kind of thing. The stunts are amazing. Unless you're a total buddy movie nerd, kind of like me, you may not be across some of these older movies. Number three pick for me, and this was – we're talking about it. We didn't reveal them to each other, but we no. knew we're going to be treading on each other's toes Similar. along here. Yeah. So I wanted to throw something in that I'm like, I don't know if you're going to know this. And I don't know if most of our listeners will know this film, Blind Fury. Oh. Blind Fury starring Rutger Hauer. Oh, no. Dutch actor. Wow, okay. Rutger Hauer, more famously known for playing the key bad guy, the key replicant in Blade Runner. Oh. Blonde haired dude. Yeah, right. Also was in another awesome cop film, Futuristic, called Split Second. Blind Fury, he plays a blind swordsman. Whoa. And he's a real nice guy. And because he's blind, he's getting taken advantage of everywhere he goes. Yeah, and he has this stick that he uses, and it's like his walking stick. It's yep. quite long. It's like a staff. Yes. And uh, in a few key moments, he fucking unsheaths this enormous sword and just slices and dices, <laughs> like, like to the sickest degree. Amazing. The film closes, and there's a. I remember the bad guy, and it's so like a real bad guy. And in the final scene, should I give the final scene? Oh, no, I don't want to ruin it for folks. No, no, that's fine. But it's <laughs> – Allude, it's, allude. It's just one of those ones where you're like, holy shit, I didn't see this coming. This guy's a fucking killer. Yes. And it's just that classic like American thing where everywhere – like American cinema thing where everywhere he goes, it's like kind of funny. People are taking – there's a scene where he goes to like a, a taco stand yeah. and there's like you know, gangster dudes. LA sort of homeboys there and they're yeah. like, oh, hey, man. Like they see he's blind and they're like, hey, man, you got to have some hot sauce on your burrito, man. And he's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, sure. That sounds great. And then he goes, yo, man, juan you want mild or hot? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, mild, please. And then they just load it <laughs> up with the hot sauce. So, yeah, shit like that. And then he just fucks them all up. And you're like, that's the sickest. <laughs> yeah, great. That's cool. I would love some people to check that out and let us know what you think of Blind Fury. Well, I was going to say, it, that sounds very similar to Zeoichi. Zeoichi? Do you know this? The fuck is that? Come on, bro, the, bro. the blind swordsman. Ah. It's an old Japanese legend. Okay. I think they might have taken I would say it was a page out of that book, <laughs> yeah. which it sounds very similar. You've got this old guy just wandering around and everyone's just t- taking advantage of him. But he's, he's a masseuse. He's really friendly. But anyway, we won't get into it, but it, there sounds to be great similarities. They remade Zaoichi very recently with super graphic animated blood. Ooh. Yeah. Like an anime film, manga? Like, no, 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 it's a, it's a movie. But okay. like when he slices a dude, it's not just here is some bleeding, it's gushing. Sh- yeah, right. Like, kind of wow. like they've taken like the manga vibe and then applied it to like to real, real shit. Oh, man, incredible. So if you like that, The Blind Fury – didn't even think of any manga films, but Ninja Scroll. Oh, Ninja it's Scroll not on the list, but that's a fucking. That's great a great film. movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could probably just do an episode on on manga. Oh, we should. But yeah, we'll, down the track, we'll go there another time. Now we did did touch on this before. Joey had brought up a relevant topic, but I've changed it last minute. We got a new entry. You didn't know this one was coming. Ooh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's right. I fucking said it. Better believe it, people. That is a martial arts film if I ever saw one pizza dudes got 30 seconds <laughs> bro i fucking watched it like six months ago Dude. we watched it with uh with our daughter she was like it's, yeah this isn't too bad it's I was like, like, it's, it was awesome it stood up right it's awesome it stands up yeah I, I we're not it, talking about a cartoon we're talking about the original movie men in suits we're not talking about steroided up sfx kind of dudes because like i'm telling you what Ninja Turtles are looking bigger than Gordon Ryan these days. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the funny thing about those guys were the Taekwondo kick team. So in Taekwondo, they have all these demos. Those guys, this is for relevant to IG now, there's some kids called the Twinges. Right. These twin kids. They are the sons of Donatello, I think. Or Raphael. Right, okay. No? They're the actual sons of like one of the guys that the One of the, the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Holy and shit. he's trained his kids up to be BJJ warriors and they've been on the Ellen show and yeah, all this Yeah, they're the stuff. real Tolo twins. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't hijack this. Yeah. I'm being serious. This is my bit. No, I'm telling you, I had no idea. I love the Ninja Turtles. That was the reason I did martial arts. I was a fat child. I didn't even have a favorite junk food until I found the Ninja Turtles. I'm pizza? Like, it's got to be pizza now. <laughs> My, it's good enough for Michael Got to get delivery. Bro. P- dude. Pepperoni pizza. Ninja Turtles was the first movie I ever owned on VHS. Wow. I said to my dad, Dad, I've saved up, I think it was $35. Wow. And I was like, can you take me to the city to HMV? And buy it. And I want to buy it. And we went there and I went to the shop and I bought it. And then it came, you know, incredible. and it was. incredible. Yeah. And I yeah. watched it so many times. i watched it at least a hundred times. It was no like, lies. even like. Casey um, Jones? Dude. Dude. Ten minutes for a slice in. <laughs> Casey Jones was a sick character, but like Shredder, oh, Shredder yeah. was really scary. Yes, you know, had the fucking mask, and he had this army of kids that he was like influencing. And Tatsu, Tatsu, that was his. Tatsu. Well, that has, was his number one guy, wasn't it? The bald headed dude. He has little... five black belts. Really, he's a huge inspiration. Yeah, sword, judo, jujitsu, aikido. That guy's done everything. That guy is frightening. Wow, Tatsu is legit. Oh, fam, if you haven't seen it, check it out. The OG movie. I think And it's you can watch, and it's kid-friendly. It is. But it's actually it's actually pretty good. <laughs> it's so good. And it's so relatable because you've got all the different turtles. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Mike, you choose who's your favorite. Look, it's like it's like but which turtle are you? Right? It's like who's your favorite, but who are you actually? Right. Michelangelo is my favorite because he was hilarious, yep. and that makes him cool. But in truth, I am Raphael. Why are you Raphael? <laughs> Ah, the anger. Yeah, of course. Couldn't control himself. Shut up, Mikey. Impulsive. Oh, yeah. just going to kick a hole in everyone, get kidnapped. It's so funny. I, Raphael was my guy too. All right. But, but not, I'd say that you're Leonardo. Because what, what was Leonardo like? He was the leader. He was the sensible one. He's down to earth. He's operations management. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> the, the reason though... For me, I, and I actually, when I watched it as a kid, this is something I picked up watching it the other day, Yes, was that I didn't have any um, understanding or care for their personalities. Oh, All right. I was interested in was what weapon right. does he use? Well, yeah. oh, he used the nunchucks. nunchucks. Oh, he used the staff. Cool. Yeah. Oh, he used the psi. size. Yeah. And I used to, this is fucking cool, this is a little bit off track, but I used to go and hang out at a shop in the suburb that I was, uh, grew up in, Gladesville. There was a shop there called Martial Arts World. Mad. Yeah, no shit. You walk into the shop, small shop, it's filled, they've got a whole section of swords, swords. knives, nunchucks. books from China. They've got nunchucks. Um, Incredible. You know, they've got like dummies that you can, you know, like martial arts shit everywhere. And there was a guy there, famous Australian martial artist, called Ray Floro. Oh, okay. he's a Filipino martial artist. He's a Kali cool. expert and I believe a screamer as well. And he's still, still seen pop up every now and again. Yep. Shout um, out. Shout out to Ray Flora, And he, he taught me a bit of shit back then. But I used to go there and hang out. I'd spend a whole Saturday up there. Sick. And he'd just be at the shop and hardly anyone comes in, right? Because yeah. it's like, whatever. It's the 90s. And who, who hangs out in martial arts stores. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Other <laughs> than young kid frothers. And Ray was like, hey, man, we got a shipment of um, of stuff in the other day and we always sell the size in pairs. But he's like, we got an odd number. There's, an, there's one. Do, do you want it? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Would bro. you like? Are you a young kid? Would you like a dagger?" Yeah, it's like this fucking big. Whoa! And, and I was like, uh, "Yes, <laughs> I, I would love it." Oh. And he was like, "Here, take that home, man." And I fucking had this sigh. Wow! I'm, I can't remember why. I, I must have given it to someone, something, some other young had a, child. Had, had it for years, with. but I was like, "Raphael's my man," because I yeah, got a sigh, got and sigh. He's got one too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what the fuck to do with it. That's mad. Yeah, I always thought it was a very ineffective weapon. Yeah, but whatever. I the only seen. thing I could do with it, would you could flip it. Yep. So you would hold it and then you would position your thumb and you would flip it so that it would turn upside down and you would have the end of the handle and you could punch with it. Oh. And I had that movement down. Oh, nice. Yeah, it would be pretty sick like you hit someone with this end of a and steel just rod. Just putting it out there right now, even though Bruce Lee may have been the inspiration for uh, Joey's Chuck abilities, it, Joey is very handy with the chucks. I got some shit. Yeah. And that knows. is all Bruce Lee, yeah, that's absolutely. Legit that scene. Yeah, then that's for Enter the Dragon, right? His yeah. little like And he smashes Jackie Chan in the face. Does he? In that scene. When he's like, Wait, Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan is a stunt man in Enter the Dragon. No. And yes, there's a famous story. Because he lets he, the prisoners out, doesn't yeah, he? And they come and, he, and fight him. Yeah. Is that what it is? No, they let the prisoners the prisoners help them. The prison, ah, These right. are guys just come in. The security the Ken, team, Bruce. Yeah. And Bruce goes, when he's there with the chucks, goes. And hits a dude in the face. He actually hits Jackie Chan in the face because oh Jackie's got a big nose, right? And then at the end of the scene, cut, Bruce runs over like, oh, Jackie. And then Jackie, like, loves Bruce. And he, so he hands down, he's like, oh, my nose. <laughs> like this. But he was fine. And so Bruce was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to smash you in the face. But then for the rest of the day, Bruce seen to like, you okay? And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> because he just loved Bruce, and there's another great story about uh, Jackie Chan hanging out with Bruce Lee just before he died, which is an amazing story. We'll tell it another time. Oh, tantalizing! Oh man, so many. So Ninja Turtles, like, so great I don't know great, if you're going to say team. this next, but I'll let you. I'll go to you now. So that's my five, guys. Okay, so my uh, my number four is, and this is a hard pick, but he had to be in there. Once upon a time in China, Jet Li. Oh yes, yep. Gently, yeah, definitely. I didn't name him, but so pivotal, so important, and so different. Like Once Upon a Time in China as a film, compared to say Bloodsport or Hard. It's like Once Upon a Time in China is art house. Yes, I think there was three of them. Was there? Could be. They're like a series. They are very long, yep. very drawn out, like really dramatic. Yep. Um, huge productions, yes. like Huge budget, mad sets, like crazy this, big fight scenes. Yeah, like really just long and not junk food. Like you don't be like, "Hey, let's watch Steven Seagal rip some voice boxes out." It's like, <laughs> no, let's settle in and appreciate what's going on right now. Jet Li had it's that same thing that Hong Kong cinema kung fu, where the choreography is just on another level. Yep, and right, there was some some quality to Jet Li that was just like, I was a little bit older by the time I was watching those. I was probably like. I don't know, 14, 15, mm-hmm. and you're just like, this guy's a fucking killer. He is. i got no idea if he can actually fight. No, like, no, uh, let me explain. Uh, this please. is where a bit of nerd reference comes in. So at the Beijing school, like Shaolin school, you can go and study spear or you can study like sword or whatever. At that time, he was ducks at every form, three stick, staff. All the forms you see, like it's oh, pretty shit. much – like a floor routine in the Olympics, he was the best in China at every discipline. Oh, wow. So he was exalted. Like everyone was like, oh, my God, this guy is the Michael Jordan of Shaolin Kung Fu, which at that time he was undoubtedly. That's why he was such a star in China because everyone was like, he has the best Kung Fu. No one can fuck with this guy. Wow. And that was 20 years, 25 years before – he got any Hollywood shine. Yeah, right. Like Romeo must die or any. Like it was so late in his career. Yeah. He got any Hollywood acknowledgement. Yeah. So he was absolutely the man. Oh, how about that? There's a scene in that film and I mean the whole premise of it, I guess they followed a lot of, they tied the story into history quite well. Yes. But it was always like there's the American colonisers. Yes. And they were always a part of it. And the film, if I remember, is it's based around conflict that stirs up in his village with the local Americans some sailors. Yes. And then that just sort of spurs on the whole thing and he like runs a martial arts school and he doesn't want to get involved, but he has to. Of course. But there's a scene and I don't actually remember if it's the first one or a subsequent once upon a time in China. He's fighting like down uh, kind of on the edge of the beach and there's like a platform, almost like a stage that's been built and there's all these bamboo sort of pillars that are coming up out of the sand and to spot fighting across them. Yeah, and he's and all he has is a he's looking around for a weapon. And there's a huge like bucket of water. Yeah. And he's got it and there's a long sheet in it. Right. And he's got this wet sheet and he like whips it up, like he spins it. Yep. And then he starts using it like the, the spearhead on a rope. Yeah. And he's like, and this thing, it's so long and so heavy. Whipping. And it's whipping through and like destroying these bamboo supports. That's awesome. But just the way they they can turn that into a fight scene, you're like, that's fucking sick. That's amazing. Like the power on the end of this wet sheet. sheet. Yeah, is insane. Yeah. Don't try and laundry fight Chet <laughs> Lee. Messy what? Well, you know, quick last one for me. And uh, this is, it may be somewhat wild as well, but I wanted something that was like brought something new to the game. Ong Bak. Oh, yeah. New school. New school. But incredible. Like shit film. Well, Not no. Shit. I'm, I'm going to say it's a great film because it was funded by the Thai government. It's a Thai production is it? It's not Hollywood. I, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, of course. So it's a B. It's a it's, it's a B B-grade. film. Yeah, but the fight scenes. And right, that. the fight scenes. Tony Jaa, and also like the the premise of just like him. He's a village boy. Yeah, he's simple. You, yeah, he's just trying Buddhist. to. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to fight. But then next thing, he's running up, jumping up, mounting someone's chest, and then elbowing them Down in the, the head. Yeah, like you're seeing this Muay Thai shit that you're like, man, I've never seen. You don't see that in movies. So dynamic. incredible Um, I'm glad you mentioned it actually because I guess I don't think of it as a classic film but when I saw it this is some of the most impressive display of athleticism martial arts. because the chase scenes are very reminiscent of like a Jackie Chan film where the mob's chasing him and he just slides in the splits under a car gets back up keeps running yeah or jumps up and runs over the top of the bad guy's night (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? Just running, oh, a circle of barbed wire. Oh pike. <laughs> R- run and do a pike through the middle. <laughs> like, you know, it's not like they didn't really show the outtake. There are outtakes because I got the DVD of that. <laughs> yeah. And man, the outtakes are pretty brutal. Are they? Yeah. He's doing all his own stunts as well. Yeah, because he had to train for three years for that film. Really? Yeah, they had him in a factory. They, they set it all up. Holy shit. Going absolutely bananas to pull off these stunts. Jumping off the wall, kicking a dude in the head off a motorbike. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. The double knee, I always think about that. Oh, bruh. The, the jumping double knee. Right How does he in. deliver that? Oh, I think he runs, he jumps, and he jumps up, grabs both feet and does the full drop double oh. knee and takes the guy through the scaffolding. It's like, wow, that's <laughs> how you knee ride. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. It's one of those ones where you're like, i got to try that. Oh, i got to jump up and mount someone's head with my knees and then elbow them from 12 to 6 o'clock. <laughs> you're like, that's the best way to end a fight for sure. Amazing. <laughs> and he's just he's, – I think it's the thing like when you see Bruce when in Enter the Dragon when he's just doing forms in his room and the girl comes to his door and he turns around with the sidekick and he's like – get out <laughs> outside not now something like that i actually can't remember the words tony jar's ability to control his legs his limbs he's like graceful guys in good shape and destroys people yeah but just looks like a real innocent nice guy that's right he's just trying to get the buddha's head back that's the fucking beauty of for it. his village that's right they're stealing the bad guys are going around stealing buddha's heads and the bad guy yeah. has has what's that called when you yeah he's had the the trachea surgery yeah. yeah and he's got the <laughs> i will kill you tony <laughs> <John."> <laughs> And he's in a wheelchair but he's a real evil guy yeah he's a good bad he's guy he's a horrible guy yeah good recollection oh mate i've seen that film probably 20 times i, I the amount of people i'm like you know have you seen on back i heard it's pretty good <laughs> no 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 i've never seen it Wait for this bit. This bit's so good. <laughs> we'll put it on right now. <laughs> I'm just quoting it word for word. <laughs> nah, we'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. You know, and they have the scene with the tuk-tuks. They're like, there's a chase scene where they're all in the, falling off unfinished highways and shit. It's wild. Bruh. His feet catch on fire. Basically a film for fucking Thailand tourism. <laughs> I just want to go there and learn. Bro, I want to set my feet on fire and spin kick people in the head. <laughs> like how cinematic. Oh, we're at a petrol station. What's this? I've stepped in some petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Burning feet. Kicking you in the face. <laughs> it's out of control. He does it all. It's not CG. Like that's No, that's right. That scene actually happened. It's amazing. Could we do like an honourable last entry? Go for, for on. For historical purposes. Yes. Yeah. bonus. Which I think everyone can possibly or not relate to maybe. Karate Kid. Deserves to be there. Come on. The GOAT. A lot of people in terms of, One you of know, goats. white Americans trying to get involved in martial arts, that that got a lot of people on the karate path. Iconic. You've got to say. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean. I mean, everyone knows we, the, the references to it. Yeah. Like the crane kick. The like crane kick. Yeah. It just everyone knows that. Even reap, even non martial arts fans. Rip the leg. Reap the leg. <laughs> <laughs> reap the leg. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Everybody knows that. Yeah. You know? And um, and again it was that quintessential martial arts journey, particularly for middle class white boys. Yeah. Where it's like Oh holy shit! Maybe I'll meet like an old Japanese like and, karate master, and he'll mentor and he'll, me. Yeah, and he'll help me escape this cycle of bullying that I'm in, and I can prevail. And I'm sure there's a love interest. I can't remember. Yes, there but, is. Yeah, and <laughs> she's thick, is she? She's, she's ultra thick. I like that. It's a great thing in the movie. It's like before, um, you know, the whole that's her- progressive heroine chic. Yep. In. Was, <laughs> I'm telling you, the 80s, uh, it didn't matter. It was a better time in the 80s. It was. And then you could be 16 years old and drive a Chevy. Then <laughs> <laughs> your know, like, you son, value my car. <laughs> I thought it was great because I was like, Mr. Miyagi has reverse engineered child slave labor. Uh, daniel for blue Bluebelt must uh, re-roof my house. <laughs> like, okay. And his house is immaculate. He's got a sick so garden, not the a weed inside. great. <laughs> you know, before you know it, he's got, like, daniel son doing his – he gets him to paint the fence. He's doing bonsai or some shit? Bonsai trees. That's his business, you know. Yeah, okay. And uh, it's interesting how it evolves. I feel it's that idea, I believe, wrongly or rightly, between ego and pure aggression and – Self-control and, you know, breathing, thinking, clarity of thought. Yeah. Obviously, it's a karate tournament. Back in the day, karate tournaments were very popular. You used to get trophies bigger than your own house. You'd see dudes standing next to their karate trophies and they couldn't pick them up. Because they were bigger than them. Like, it was incredible. Like I remember doing Taekwondo and just getting a, a medal. It was like a 50 cent piece. Someone had punched a hole in. <laughs> it was terrible. But uh, yes, yeah, so good. I think it was just a time and a place within cinema. But then like in the same way Rocky inspired so many people to do boxing, definitely the Karate Kid inspired a generation oh, of yeah. young kids to do martial arts. And that – for me, I think that's what's so powerful. Part of the reason why we're talking all this stuff, guys, whether you can relate to this chat or not, is if it wasn't for these us being impressionable but also seeing these films, maybe we wouldn't have done martial arts. Yeah. Maybe we wouldn't be where we are today. Absolutely. And so if there's something like that, whether people are like, yo, Mr. Miyagi got cancelled. Yeah. Because Hey, Steven Seagal's a sex tourist in the Philippines. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. Well, he's over in Russia right now helping Putin out. Yeah, right. So it's like, all right, all right. Okay. Yeah, like We're not saying he's a good person. That's right. But that film had an impact. That film at that time. Double impact. Double impact. (laughs) 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 Yes. Yes. (laughs) We do think the same people. (laughs) We might say different things, but we think the same. Man, it's inspiring. So I know I watched Karate Kid later on, but even then I was like, wow, that's cool. It's a cool thing to connect to. Fucking hell. Epic. Fam, I hope, uh, hope you guys go and watch some movies. If you haven't seen some of those, please go and watch them. Please. We'd love to hear what you think about them. So good. You can, like, comment. You can get you, know, you can get us through the website, bulletproofofbjj.com, or you can just comment. If you're watching it on the podcast on YouTube, you can comment there. Please do. Or you can hit us on the Instagram, um, at bulletproofofbjj. But, yeah, we'd love to hear what you think of those films, if you think they're shit, if you think they're awesome whatever come at us and if you want to help with your training please go to the website sign up for a free trial strength and mobility design specifically for you if you use the code bjj podcast you'll get a sweet 20 percent discount on your subscription as well you yeah. thank you brother nice thank you cheers fam peace guys